Hi, welcome to the Shapeshifters Podcast. My name is Genesis Guevara, and I'm here with Jennifer Salcedo, and it is time for another conversation. Mm. Hopefully, one that will take us and you, the listener, one step closer to making sense of the world around us so we can build happy and fulfilled lives. Boom. Morning, guys. We're on episode number two of the Shapeshifters podcast. My name is Jennifer Salcedo, obviously here with my co-host, Genesis Guevara. Hey. And we are recording here this new year, 2022. How was your new year's, Jen? Oh, man. You know, it was uh, COVID infested. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It feels like at the worst time, everyone was just popping up with uh, the virus and getting sick. And so plans are being canceled. And yeah, we we just spent it at home because we didn't want to leave any family member behind. For us, New Year's is a family affair. So, you know, it was super chill. Perfect start, as long as you're together, you know what I mean? Yeah, as long as you're with loved ones, perfect start to 2022, am I right? Just super boring. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Well, we got many more days and weeks, you know, to enjoy the rest of 2022. So um, we wanted to now interview Genesis since it was... It was my turn previously in the first episode uh, to get a, to get to know each other a little better for our audience. Um, so to start off, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you got going on. Okay, um, so I am originally from California. Um, my parents are Salvadorian, so that is uh, my ethnicity. I'm first-gen American Salvadorian, and when I was around 10 years old, we moved to Texas and we moved to Houston, which is kind of where I've been living ever since. I did take a break when I went to college at Texas a in College Station. That's where me and Jen met. And after that, we moved right back, um, worked and have been working in IT since I got a internship in college and you know, still working there. I've uh, already moved jobs once, you know, during COVID. There are a lot of people being laid off, and so luckily I was still able to find an employment quickly after that. And yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. What was the? Uh, you said you mentioned um, IT. So you you graduated with what degree? Right. Um, so I graduated from A and M with a bachelor's in management information systems. Okay. And what year was that? That was in twenty seventeen. Gotcha. Okay. And then you said what? Um, where did you get the position at when out of college? Yeah, um, it was Noble Energy, and I was a systems analyst, and I had actually been a cybersecurity intern the summer before, and they offered me a position to come back. So, you know, it's cool already having a job lined up after college. Look at you. Go get her. I like <laughs> it. What kind of uh, company is Noble Energy? It is a upstream oil and gas company, so that means that we search for oil and then drill it out of the ground, (laughs) and we have locations all over the world, so it was really cool to see that side of the industry. Okay, and you said you changed jobs, so what do you do now? So now I'm a systems administrator for this company called Salt Creek Midstream, and it's a small startup, and I joined them a little over a year ago in November when I got laid off from Noble Energy because they got bought out by Chevron, and then also with the whole COVID stuff, 
and with the price of barrels going really low, you know, I was a noob, so I got let go. But luckily, mm -hmm. I was quickly able to get a job. It was a really fast turnaround, actually. Like, the day that I was told that I was getting laid off that same afternoon, someone reached out to me, my current boss, and he was like, hey, I heard you got some bad news. I got an offer for you. And so... <laughs> I was like, you know, like scrambling to pick up the phone and call him. I'm like, yes, you yes, you rang. <laughs> and he, um, you know, explained this, the situation and I needed someone to start as soon as possible. And, I, and, you know, I was like, well, I don't have any other offers currently since I haven't even started looking. So let's go. Like, you know, um, that's incredible. I know. Really lucky, really fortunate. But, you know, it's it's a big part of putting yourself out there and, you know, getting and being seen, um, marketing yourself, networking, all super important things. Um, and so, yeah, um, me and my boss are the only ones that are in the IT department at our new company. And so it's really been a all hats, wearing all hats, all hands on deck type of situation. And I've learned so much um especially like around decision making and um just you know being an admin for mm -hmm. the entire company and managing like all the data and all the permissions um and i, I mean i'm not going to get too technical about it but it's been really interesting and it's been so fun to have such an impact on a company i think that's what i was missing at noble here at salt creek it's like um what any work I do, any improvements, any choices I make, it's like it's gonna be a large impact and very much seen by everyone at the company. So mm -hmm. it's been a lot of fun, and um, yeah. I hope that this year I'm sure will be a a lot more fun, a lot more learning still to get to to come around. For sure. Um, so. I wanted to take a back, backtrack since we did start in getting into your present life, but um, I feel like me and you really have never dull moments in conversation. And I, I think we both appreciate life on the same level and we share a lot of the same values. Mm -hmm. So what are some values and some principles in your life that you hold yourself by? Um, and why do you think you have this mindset? So maybe you can share a story, maybe when you were young, um, when you started to like put the pieces together on who you wanted to be and what you wanted to do. Well, there was never really like a light bulb type of scenario. Um, I kind of like would just follow the waves, you know. I think I dived into Photoshop for a bit, uh, was in HOSA. I was like, the health industry is it. Um, then I was into computer science. I was a computer science major for a bit in college. And then eventually I ended up in MIS, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, I did know that I, I was good with computers, you know, I took, was good at fast on the keyboard and, and it technology did intrigue me, but, um, as far as like principles and things that I live by, I would say integrity is one of them, you know, like doing what you say you're going to do and building that rapport for yourself attitude having a really go-getter attitude a willing attitude like a good attitude not only are you like a good team player but also you want to help the team and the company improve and do better so um and then uh time management 
or something that I definitely took on during high school and eventually college, you know, with always having to work or always going to practice and things like that. And then finally, um, I would say building good habits or like a routine, you know, so like um, what time you wake up every day, what time you go to sleep every day, meal prepping every Sunday, working out like consistently on these days, um, just gives your life um, structure. But above all else, people, relationships that I have with people. Um, and I think that that stems from when I was younger. And I think that, you know, through studying mental health and things like that, a lot of the way that we all are stems from childhood. So I guess I felt lonely a lot when I was younger and not included. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why now in my friend groups or like even with my family, I'm like, I want, I try and invite and everyone, I try to be as inclusive. I try to make everybody feel like wanted and like, you know, like you're important and I want you to be here and I want you to feel like you're part of this and I want you to know that I'm here as your friend. Um, and then with my family, same goes. It's like I want them to know that I'm always here for them and that they, you know, as long as I'm here, they'll never be alone, you know? Like I'm here for whatever they mm -hmm. need and uh, taking a great pre appreciation and knowing that my parents are both here alive and healthy. And I'm like, I I get to do these things for my parents, you know? It's like if I come over and, you know, I see my mom you know, just super busy. It's like, all right, mom, like, what do you need me to do? You need me to sweep? You need me to, to wash the dishes? It's like, I get to do these things for her. So, you know, I don't see it as a, mm -hmm. ugh, like, dang, like, well, I just come here and they just put me to work, you know, it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I used to feel like that. And now I'm like, wow, like, I'm so lucky to have them here. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's, that's one of my most basic core values. Um, I don't know. I've never like sat down and written down my values. You know, mm -hmm. I think when we, and, and it's like, when would you like, who sits you down and says, Hey, like, what are your values and what are your, your goals and beliefs? But I think that's a good practice for anybody, you know, and always coming back to that and reminding yourself like, Hey, what, what is that again? Yeah. Are mm -hmm. you uh, still aligned? Have they changed? they can change Ooh, that one's good yeah <laughs> i i think we me and jess has had spoken about this oh what she just what she just mentioned about writing it down more like more like affirmations but also just mm -hmm. keeping yourself in check so the book uh miracle morning did you ever pick that book up i have it downloaded on my kindle <laughs> okay okay so miracle morning is like um steps to take to in your morning routine or however routine, whatever routine you want, you know, you choose in your life, whether it be the night, afternoon or morning. And one of the um, kind of miracle morning pillars is affirmations. And this was not something that I also, me and Genesis alike, have not sat down and really thought through and wrote down, but I did start doing it. I haven't looked back at it. I'm going to be completely honest, <laughs> but I did start it. And it was, it was very, um, um, it was a mindful moment to me. Cause it's like, 
we are always, you know, going through our daily lives and in American life, we are always moving. So it's like to just sit and reflect on the thoughts that we have in our daily lives for many years, you know, to actually put it in writing and to see it yourself um, was, I don't know, it was just kind of like uplifting for me. And then also it's a way to check yourself, you know, like in moments that there are others that may pull you the wrong way or um, when you're down in life and you're feeling and you're, you're having these thoughts going on in your head that may not um, serve your, your, you know, your mental health or your physical health. So I don't know, maybe that's something me and you do in 2020, just like write stuff down, maybe together to help, <laughs> to help actually do it because it's, it is enlightening to see that. And um, yeah, you can also, like you said, work towards it too. Like if it's something that you don't do, but want to do mm-hmm. and hopefully have always thought to do it, but never did it, it'll probably help to probably support each other in that or, you know, whatever friend that we have or family member that we want to do it with to get that going. So I respect that. That's awesome. In high school, you thought you wanted to go into the military. So you trained as one. I believe you said the Marine Corps, you can correct me if I'm wrong. And then for college, decided to pursue ROTC, which is officer training. And so you can be an officer as well. So can you share with us what drove your decision on both of those? Yeah, so in high school, I joined ROTC because it was, or sorry, JROTC, because it was one of the cheapest organizations to join because we didn't have money to, you know, get into sports. And I found community there, which, as you know, is super important to me now. And something about working together with a team towards something, towards a common goal and having... um challenges working through challenges or in adversities brings people together and while we were all in our jared to see me and all my friends um i was really able to open up and grow as a leader and really come out of my shell and i had leadership positions in jrtc you know climb the ladder and what have you and explored different avenues and I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the structure of it all, the leadership of it all, and the community of it all. And then a lot of people, a lot of the other kids in it wanted to join the military. And so you kind of want to join it too, you know? And so, yeah. So I didn't think that I was going to have the money to pay for any university. So, um, and there's always recruiters at, you know, around the lunch tables recruiting. So I think I got to talking with one of them and I think it was during our, my junior year. So, and you know, they give you the same spiel that all recruiters do that you go, you be Mm -hmm. in the military and then they'll pay for your college once you get back with the GI bill. So I was like, okay, this is how I'll pay for college. And I'll join this organization that, you know, the Marine Corps has a lot of pride and it's known for being, you know, one of the toughest. So um, I was like, great. Uh, Fitness, community, money to pay for college. Let's go. And Mm. and and they were super persuasive too. So, of course, that had a lot to do with it. And so I started training with that recruiter 
um, lost a lot of weight really fast and uh, went to MEPS and finally was able to pass the the exam because they have very the Marines have a more strict exam than like the Air Force and the Navy as far as like weight yeah like body weight and so um had to lose a lot of weight through that but I really enjoyed the fitness aspect of it It was a huge part for me um I always need like some type of motivation as far as fitness goes just working out to lose weight is was never enough it was always like, no, like there's got to be a reason why I'm working out so hard and losing weight. That will give, and I think that goes for a lot of things. It's like you need a, just doing it to do it. You need a good goal behind anything in order to push yourself, especially when you're not feeling it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was, uh, and then so I was ready to go, signed, said that I was going to sign again. It's like you sign to sign. It's like you sign saying that once you do graduate from high school, you will sign officially and go. And, it was around, it was almost the end of senior year, and I got, you know, I, I was still applying to colleges, I guess, just, you know, always got to keep your options open, and can't put all eggs in one basket, and I was getting accepted into most of them, whether it's, like, through some kind of program, like, um, like for a and I was in the blend team program, and then other schools have the same type of programs, like UT and Rice. And, but I was like, how am I going to pay for these anyway? So well, finally, and um, offers me a good, a good amount of money to go and basically to cover almost all of my expenses. And so I spoke with people, you know, like I always do. Anytime there's a huge decision, you always got to talk to your, you know, board of trustees. And I made the decision that I, you know, I was going to go to college. And in fact, I could join ROTC in college and then go become an officer, you know, in the military. So it's like mm-hmm. you could still do the same thing, except you come up, once you graduate, you come out a little higher. I mean, it's a lot more complicated than that. You have to go to officer training school, and then that's really difficult. And, I mean, I think you had to get selected to even go. I'm not 100% sure. So, yeah. we. So I decided not to do it. My recruiter was pretty upset. Um, but, I mean, it's my life, you know, I, I can't make my decisions based on whether other people be upset. And so I go to college, join ROTC there for the Air Force specifically, because my JROTC was also Air Force, and so I already knew all that stuff. Um, I was saying I'm going to the Air Force if I did become an officer from uh, college. And that's where I met you, Jennifer. And that's <laughs> where so I met a lot of uh, two of my closest friends now. Um, and that was interesting. Like, uh, ROTC at... And um, it was really interesting. I had no idea what to expect. And so that first day where they just, like, stick you all, all in a small room. And then they just slam that door open and start yelling at you and, like, get on the wall. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I was like, what did I sign up for? Oh, my God. And so, uh, so that was pretty intense. That first semester was pretty intense. There's a lot of that. And then I, my parents are, had always been really strict. And so the fact that uh, here in college where I thought I was finally going to get some freedom, it was even more strict because during the week you couldn't have visitors. <laughs> Crazy, right? Because um, we all lived mm-hmm. in uh, dorms together. You couldn't have visitors. You had to be studying like at specific times. Um, and then Friday nights you had to be at Yale practice. Um, so you couldn't really do anything Friday nights either. And then you had to attend all the games, all the football games. Um, so Saturdays were also taken up so I guess 
it was like you didn't really have that much free time to yourself to do stuff and I was like what well this isn't as fun as I thought I'd be and I mean I I still did my best and uh you know I was really good at memorizing the stuff I didn't memorize um learning you know the uh, information about the officers because you had to like learn a bunch of stuff about them all the chants just all of that but yeah, it just wasn't as enjoyable. And then my dad has always kind of never been a huge fan of military, you know, and violence in general and, and guns and things like that. So he was never a fan from the get-go, like from JRGC days of me being in any military organization. And so we had a talk after that first semester and um, I told him, I was like, I'm scared that if I graduate, I won't have a job and I won't be successful. And at least with the military, I know that there's a job there. You know, I was like, I know mm. that if I join the military, it's all, it's like a given. And he said, you can come home. Like you can always come back home, you know? And I was just like, what? <laughs> like I, ne- <laughs> that was never an option to me. Uh, I never even considered that. I was like, if, you know, I'm just gonna, I don't even know what would ha- what I thought, like, what, was I just going to be homeless after? What did I think was going to happen? But um, I don't know. That really opened my eyes. I was like, you're right. I, I can't just come home. Like, if all those fails, my parents always have my back. Oh, my God. So that kind of really changed it for me. I was like, man, like, if this is why I'm doing it, you know, then maybe it's not the best reason to do it. And if this is how strict the military is going to be over my life, then maybe this isn't for me. Um, so, yeah. So I get out. And then, um, you know, the, you know, degree and here I am. So it it ended up working out. I didn't have to go back to my parents, but having that support helps having support helps you as a person take more risks and put yourself out there more, which is great. Any having that in any situation with anybody, that's, that's always great. Man, that's. That was awesome. I completely forgot you had that conversation with your your father, and that's the reason why you um, kind of drove your decision and helped support your decision on doing what was best for you. Yep. Because what you're, I guess, what I got out of that, you you actually did it because you thought you couldn't pay for college. So that was is that why you so you said you wanted to enlist mm-hmm. um, for a better better purpose in life, and to you know you always want to strive to be greater. That's what I I you know get from Genesis, and so. A&M comes in and offers you a huge chunk of money to go to school. So college wasn't always in the plans for you. It was it was because it was because uh, a college was like, no, we want you. Here's some money. Come with us and get a degree with us. That that was a driving um, force for you to go to A&M and get a degree. Yeah, because um, in had I joined the military, I would have just gotten educated through the military and they would have paid for it so regardless Mm. education was always in my in my future it was just like who's gonna pay for it (laughs) gotcha gotcha okay all right um so um with that uh growing up in uh like you mentioned you mentioned a low middle class family what do you think was the most challenging part of uh, adulthood like going into college 18 into 18 years old and as a college student, um, if there was any any challenges, money, one thousand percent, it was money. That was the biggest challenge. Um, you know, Jennifer, we uh, 
we were finally independent and we were trying to do the damn thing on our own um, without burdening our parents with our needs or, you know, and so, and we wanted to be proud that we had made it on our own, I think. So, so yeah, I always had a job throughout college. Uh, at one point I had two jobs. That was tough. Um, I would just go to sleep, pass out while trying to do homework. Um, at one point I would, uh, clean this old lady's house for cash. I would wake up Tuesdays and Thursdays, get my ass over there really early in the morning and just start cleaning, you know, never really saw myself in a situation like that, but I, I had needed the money. And at one point I remember after paying all my bills at the beginning of the month, I only had $20 to my name. So imagine just an entire month's worth of expenses and you only have 20 bucks. Well, you make it work, you know, you fit that 20 bucks. Here you go. Like what, what can we buy at big lots? Um, yeah, but now I know I, you know, I can cut back and it taught me like how to manage my money, you know, and if I lost it all, shit i know i can do it you know i mean i made it off 20 bucks before <laughs> mm-hmm. sweet um so so confidence is what i have gotten from a lot of what you have said today and you took yourself out of that because of something that happened when you were younger what is what was like the catapult moment because i feel that a lot of people struggle with confidence, you know, even myself. I, uh, I, I struggled with being shy until probably I was in college, which is a very long time to <laughs> deal with um, talking to others um, and being comfortable with it, you know, and I'm still climbing my way out of that as well, even though it may not seem like it uh, anymore, but there are some little things that I'm, you know, trying to get better at in terms of confidence especially in bigger and social settings because I'm naturally an introvert Mm -hmm. so um you said that you were a shy kid right Mm -hmm. so what I want the kind of like the audience to hear from you is how did your mindset shift and how did you get out of that kind of hole because it's, it's a very hard thing to do, you know, and I feel like you were able to accomplish that in a shorter, maybe shorter, more shorter amount of time than most people. Because, I mean, people well into adulthood, you know, struggle with confidence. So how were you able to do that in the amount of time that you, you had? Honestly, I think I just, I, I'm an extrovert. I was a lone extrovert. And I wasn't happy. And so I really had no choice but to like put myself out there and socialize. And yeah, it can be um, really nerve wracking. But if you do it enough times, you realize that, you know, people aren't jerks. Like they're not just gonna, if you approach them, they're not just not gonna talk to you. You know, most people tend to automatically default to polite and will at least speak to you. And then, you know, um, then you can see if you guys vibe. and you just really got like to put that bar- embarrassment aside. Um, I have a really high tolerance for embarrassment. I am an embarrassing person. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, and with like a lot of things, you just really got to go for it and not um, get in your own way. You know, you're more than capable of doing things that you, you, you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to touch on, I'm getting pretty close to the end. I wanted to touch on mental health as an adult, because um, although we live an average American life, um, we live in one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always what we make it out to be via Instagram, you know, where it's all happy and nice and fluff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Genesis and I want to make this podcast to be open, real, and be a judgment-free zone when we talk about things through each other, uh, with each other, and others on their journey and how we can get through them. So I know Genesis took a big step on getting support for mental health and through BetterHelp.com. So. Uh, could you explain a little bit more about that site and, you know, would you recommend this site to others and how do you, you know, share your insight on that? Okay. Yeah. Um, so BetterHelp is a, um, it's a way to get, you know, counseling and therapy without having to be meet said person in person. So it makes it super accessible and they have different pricing plans um, in case, you know, budget is a problem. So you can have like a, a monthly, a weekly, things like that. And it, yeah, it's cheaper, obviously, if you go for longer. And <clears throat> what you can do is uh, once you sign up, they assign you a counselor, um, but you can fill out a questionnaire. So you can get, specific, you know, a counselor that better fits your needs or what you're looking for. And then once you get assigned one, you're able to chat with them through messages that you can always look back at. You can schedule video chats with them and uh, they can assign you like worksheets and work. Um, So, you know, you can chat with them whenever you want, shoot them a message. I've had a great, great experience with BetterHelp. uh, the reason that I did it was because during COVID, um, I think a lot of people can agree that we were all struggling. A lot of us struggled mentally throughout COVID when it first started in 2020. And so, and I already had friends that were starting to get into therapy and they recommended it, right? And they were like, anybody who, anybody should would benefit from therapy. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, let, let me just give it a shot. Let me give it a try. Because they do give you a they give you like a month for free and uh, if you follow certain uh, influencers online a lot of them have codes for you to get um, you know trials and things like that um so yeah um so I've had a great really great experience with my therapist it takes for some people it takes some time to get to a good therapist one that fits you nicely mine's fortunately I scored a great one right from the beginning and um i used to meet with her weekly and we would chat a lot back and forth and then that became a you know bi-weekly thing and then it was a monthly thing as you know she was really able to help me um by giving me worksheets by just listening it's it's amazing what talking to a stranger about your problems can do for you and then of course they're educated so they know you know what things might be able to help you with the mental issues that you're going through um so yeah i hope that description that i gave shows you how easily accessible it is you know there's an app on your phone that you can so sometimes i would find myself in my car having a meeting with my therapist 
Um, and the reason we stopped meeting so much was because what she was doing was helping me, you know, it's like, she's giving me tools that I can use in order to help me manage my emotions, because that's, we're all just full of emotions. And no one really teaches us how to manage them, how to drive them, how to deal with them. And so that's what they're, she was there to help me with. And so as I got better at that, you know, the relationship with the people around me improved because I was able to communicate with them my emotions and how I felt. And so, yeah, so it's just been an ongoing, um, you know, journey to become more self-aware, more mindful, and working better on my mental state. And I recommend it for anybody. Um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so I know sometimes you know, people, I don't know if it's our, not, I don't think so much our generation, but probably the generation before us doesn't look at getting help through mental um, health counselors. Uh, like, I think they like shied it away, like they don't believe in it or something. I don't know how old your parents feel, but um, I've heard that you know older generations just sit, they don't see value in yeah. it, which I think is crazy. Or see it as a sign of weakness. <laughs> yeah, there it is, sign of weakness, and that's probably what they were taught, right? Like th- there's this huge, um, probably like society telling them that 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 was only for people who are weak and you know, that are going through crazy stuff and, you know, like mental, really bad mental health. But like Genesis, you know, alluded to is that we never got taught how to have a high emotional IQ, you know, so, Mm -hmm. or even just an average emotional IQ, how to communicate with others, how to talk to yourself, you know, like, uh, those are, those are big things in our life that, um, that we need to, in order to have more, be more happy and fulfilled, right? Because if we're not taught that correctly, you know, and the right way, it's hard to navigate through life, even with um, loved ones. So that's uh, really important in anyone's journey. If you need help, there's there's something like that, and hopefully Genesis gave you a little um, insight on what. That, that that can do to help y'all so we are nearing the end so i really enjoy this conversation <laughs> lastly um so i feel like you're i feel like you've always been pretty balanced in work and play so what do you enjoy while you're not working and what do you have planned for this year in 2022 that you're looking forward to uh yeah so i really my hobby is trying out new hobbies (laughs) so i like to experience new things constantly i'm always looking for something new to try um so i really enjoy doing that my i have a very adventurous i think spirit so um examples are the piano i bought bought like a little keyboard and started trying to learn the piano got into art got into painting for a little bit currently i'm trying to learn how to massage people um so I guess I really enjoy doing that. Learning new things actually um, creates synapses in your brain. Um, so you're born with a certain amount. And then 
unless you create more, they slowly start to die out. So you constantly want to be learning new things. Um, I also do a little bit of PC gaming with my friend Gabby. Hey, Gabby. <laughs> um, hiking. Uh, I like to recently got back into running and working out. You know, going to concerts, do that a lot. Trying new restaurants, visiting friends and just, you know, hanging out with family. That's what I like to do for fun. And as far as what I have upcoming this year, um, I learned how to snowboard last year. And I loved it so much that I decided I was going to make it an annual thing. So going to be snowboarding sometime in the first quarter. Um, and then going to Peru with you, Jennifer, in uh, sometime in the fall. Um, so that will be super fun getting to travel. Um, other than that, I don't have too much planned. Um, you know, things come up as you go throughout the year. Um, I do plan on buying a house in 2022. So, you know, probably that will impede me from you know, doing too many things that cost a lot, but you know, it's going to be an exciting year and we just started it. And I think that, you know, the last two years were pretty rough, I think for a lot of people. And I think that instead of thinking that 2022 is just going to be just as rough, I think I see it as, okay, finally, like I, it is time to get out of that rut and you know, let the sun shine in and, you know, start working toward again towards, you know, our future that we love and, and just try and, you know, see the optimism in life. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, that is all guys. So I pre we appreciate your time and listening to us all the way through if you made it all the way through. Yeah, got and, a little um, chatty there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that's awesome we got to know genesis a, a lot, lot through this podcast so so um the next few episodes that we'll have will either be through uh each other though so through conversations of specific um topics um not so much more about us anymore um or how we're going through uh life and then also interviewing others so it's not just our voices that you're going to hear we're going to hear from others um, in their lives and how they're going through stuff yes so. and i hope that mm -hmm. even though these last episodes were interviews i hope that you guys were still able to get good snippets and um you know maybe like a suggestion or two that you heard that you really sparked a light bulb hopefully <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well on to episode three i'll see, see you next, next time. time bye <laughs>